when I left Hollywood in 1984, one of the things that I said was, oh, please, God, may the rest of the world not discover this business model. But it did. Hi, and welcome to Drinking with Creatives. Totally not a podcast about me trying to write beer off of my taxes. My name is Jeremy Berger, and each week I chat with a professional creative, have a few drinks, and discuss the issues that they're facing. This is part one of my chat with Steve Lance. Steve is an author, copywriter, and well, just a whole bunch of other things in his decades of work in the advertising and marketing sector. For part one, we sit down and chat about the changing face of content and the business infrastructure that supports it. Content will always rule. Now, Tell me more. You see, the cable, everybody thought in the 90s it was about the pipes, that it was about the delivery system. And everybody kept talking about wiring the last mile and yeah, blah, 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 blah. But ultimately what got demonstrated is it is the, that content will always, will always win out because the question becomes what's on, not where is it on? And it's also complicated by the additional factor of um, the, the strategy is you don't need to own anything but the tip of the spear. Meaning that um, it, if you want to be a car rental company, you don't have to own cars anymore, Uber or a cab company. If you want to be a um, in the restaurant business, you don't have, or in the delivery business, you don't have to own anything. You don't have to do anything other than what you end up owning, what your equity value is, and how how these companies are being valued right now, mm-hmm. has to do with the uh, how many people do they connect with in the at the at the tip of the spear and and then the so when you apply that over to the uh, film industry and especially the independent film industry um, it's still going to be a question of you know one of the questions that you're going to have to ask is um, uh, you know who who's my you know who would be interested in this and the huge battle right now uh the number of streaming services is unsustainable the current number but the battle will be waged for the next few years Mm -hmm. so the question becomes uh, you don't you don't care who wins or loses as somebody as long as somebody wants to pay you to, to put your content in their hopper and if your content demonstrates value to them in terms of how many people stay and and none of these companies are sharing the really key data which is ratings Mm -hmm. which is um uh viewership and the things that um you couldn't measure before this the world we're in which is how many minutes in are what percentage of the people tuning in, turning out, tuning out, 
um, switching over to another activity, um, you know, and, and the result will be a creepily uh, engineered uh, response to that. Um, it, it will have to do with people looking at every second of the content and saying, where did we lose them? Where did we gain? Where did we keep them? It's going to be like jury selection. Oh, and that's so, just the most terrifying thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, get you. Oh, no, no. I got more terrifying things than that. That's the only thing that terrifies you. Stick around. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to get some popcorn for this horror show. It's going to be great. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. So that's that's funny that you talk about content and like all the platforms that we have going, at, you know, we have, what do we have? Disney Plus, we got Hulu, we got uh, Netflix, obviously, The King, The First, all of them attempting to produce uh, content that people find engaging. But why is it that series are so uh are so engaging like for example i mean tiger king is the most obvious example right now that gets to the question of um of personality people um they like a good story mm -hmm. they um get engaged part of it is um just moving with the crowd the crowd went in that direction and it got um uh, it got traction on social media and on the web, mm -hmm. um, and that's this—that's this month's flavor, you know. And it will blow off and go on. I mean, it's got all of the ingredients of every one of those discovery uh, crime reality series. Mm -hmm. But that's not—that's—that's um, that's not what's at issue. I don't know that there's. I don't know what the shakeout point is. I don't, you know, it, there will be. Um, I don't know if it will be slow motion or rapid, which is a whole other um, take on it. Um, and I don't know if it will actually, I mean, the only thing that really, that you need to wonder about or worry about is, um, whether what you're creating has um, uh, has has broad appeal. Now, on, on one level, there was always micro. You know, there, there's there's the opposite trend, which is um, uh, micro entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the uh, ooh, have a little more uh, Irish whiskey, Steve. Oh yes, uh, 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 Lachlan, Lachlan Murdoch. Yes. He ma he made that bet with the micro channels on uh, Sky, where you would have um, you could have the Bridge Channel or the uh, or or well, Golf Channel is a good example. It didn't have it didn't make it because it didn't have um, sister networks to promote it on. Mm. So one of um, Standalone networks can't survive because how do you know when something's on if they have to pay for every dollar of their advertising? 
but what makes uh, multiplexes in the same way that there's no difference between a promo on Discovery for BBC than there is between when you go on Netflix and it says recommended for Jeremy. Hmm. Same thing. They make a decision. In one case, they let your choices dictate the promo. Uh, and the other way, it was, you know, listen, it makes sense. The person who's watching this is probably going to want to watch that. Gotcha. But none of that is germane to what is your career going to look like. They're all just different options uh, for selling the product that we make. Well, no, that's it's further down the pipeline. Hmm. In other words, if you could you could get nuts thinking about that stuff. I I got sucked into it because I was uh, you know I was creative director of NBC, so I learned about it and had to know about it and understand it. But the truth is, for most creative people, that's not what's at the what's at issue. What's at issue is um uh. The thing that, when I left Hollywood in 1984, one of the things that I said to um, uh, Carol, did you ever meet Carol? I don't, I don't know if you ever did. My ex. Oh Dan's yeah. Mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. no, she, she, oh. she stopped by the office on a couple of occasions. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Um, one of the things that I said to Carol when we were leaving uh, L.A. was, "Oh, please, God." may the rest of the world not discover this business model. But it did. The rest of the world is operating, especially for creative people, the world is operating on the Hollywood model, which is um, don't spend a penny until you've got the whole package assembled. Make the, uh, uh, don't commit to uh, don't pay the writers. Don't pay the don't pay the front end people. And then when you do have the package together, then what happens is you're no you don't work for a company. What I've been telling Dan all along is he will never have a staff job because um, and the better he is at what he does, the less likely that will be. Mm. Um, that it's going to be like the movie industry in that. Oh, we have a project. We will pull together the best team that we can for the next two years, and we will all work together. And at the end of the two years, we will disband. The project will be over, and your quote company uh, will be for people like you and for Dan. Your company is your relationship with other people on that job. Because those are the people, when they get another job, they'll say, oh, you got to hire Jeremy. He's like, whew, he was the best, you know? Oh, stop it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Please continue. No, no, not at all. You know, because that's, you know, and, and for people like Dan, I said, you know, Dan, what you're always going to struggle with is the fact that the better you are at something, the less likely that a company will hire you because they are terrified. Every company is terrified that next year your cutting edge skills will, will not be relevant. And no amount of assuring your employer that you will learn the new technology will set them at ease. 
Huh. Right. Huh. That's right. Yeah. I am very happy I am not at your stage of uh, my career, such as it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's, I got no fight on that. So, uh -huh. I mean, that, I mean, so the future is that everyone's their own corporation. Oh, totally. And, um, well, you see, you'll get, you'll get in trouble thinking of it as a corporation. It, it really is uh, the, Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood production model, that every person is as employable as the network of people that they have worked with who have nothing but great things to say about them. Sounds like I need to update my LinkedIn profile. You got it. <laughs> And you better, you better not let any of your, part of what you want to be looking at is who's in your um, Mission Impossible uh, folder. And there are, do you absolutely, uh, can you unequivocally recommend um, anybody, if there, if there are people you have any doubts about, you should make a note not never to recommend them because it'll just come back and bite you on the ass. And, and you want to assemble the best possible uh, network of relationships and work. You only want to work with the best. I would love for you to tell us who you are, what you're up to and what you're imbibing, because if we're going to plug anything, we should probably do it now before we drink too much. Okay. Um, I'm Steve Lance. I'm the chief operating officer of a company called PS Insights. What we are doing and, and what we do are branding and marketing interventions. We believe that the biggest problem that most companies are facing these days are their own processes or lack thereof. They are, they are getting in their own way of getting good work done. One of the things I like to say to uh, clients is, um, how come all of the marketing and advertising that you really, really love isn't yours? And the answer for us is uh, you're getting killed by your own internal processes. So we will come into, we come into companies of any size. Uh, we have done production companies. We have done, um, Fortune 100 companies, we will come into a company of any size and reposition, re-strategize, refocus, and rebrand them in uh, two days or less. Someone once referred to us as consultants who actually work and actually go away. And <laughs> You're the perfect <laughs> consultant. Yeah. The secret sauce for us is uh, we don't come in with a plan. We come in with an understanding of what the client believes the issues are, and then we get them all around a table. And for many companies, it is the first time that all of these senior people have been in the same room for a period of time to work the problem together. And it comes out of them, not out of us. And that's how we do it. It's in the guest list. 
So we've been very successful at it. We have been very busy these days because companies need to pivot. Mm. And none of them want to hear the reality, which is that they're going to have to pivot three or more times in the next uh, one to three years or longer. Why do you say that? Oh my gosh, because we're not in the, we're not in the new normal. We're still in the new abnormal. We are six months to a year from uh, an interim normal and a, a year to three years from the new normal. And what do you Sorry. think the new normal is going to look like? Anybody who says they know doesn't know. Hmm. But you have to be prepared to understand that the sand is shifting. Hmm. I believe that the companies that will do the best and the creative people who do the best are the ones who recognize that they are asking the question, what if this doesn't work? What if what we're doing is not the place to be, is not the answer that our customers are looking for or uh, we should be looking at? What do we do next? There are very few companies. Procter & Gamble is one of the great ones. Another really good one is the U.S. Marine Corps. They are always asking, what if this doesn't work? And um, you, you have to be constantly at it. And one of the things, I believe that that's why Dan pivoted to um, uh, programming and um, uh, coding and programming and VR and AR. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, it's kids, kids not even 30 years old and he's got two Emmy awards. Where is that business going? Oh, don't get me started. You know, it's uh, riding a dinosaur into the future. Uh, and, and as creative people, we have to be flexible enough to say, oh, that's not going to work. What will work? I wish I knew the answer to that, and I don't. You don't have to know the answer to it. You just have to be tuned into the fact that um, you, don't have, you don't have to know what's next. You have to be open to the idea that things are going to change. And anytime you can spot a trend, anytime you can see something coming that, that uh, for example, I, with every, every, every disaster that's going on out there right now has another, right now somebody is figuring out another way to do it. I guarantee you that for every restaurateur who is not going to reopen, there are 10 trying to figure out how to reopen with a new model. Okay. Have you uh, looked at Airbnb recently? No, go ahead. The Airbnb, Renee told me about this. I, I'm actually going to pull it up right now because we were, uh, we were supposed to take a look at it together and I got busy then. But since obviously they still have, uh, you know, their offerings for vacation rentals and bed and breakfasts, but now they're offering online experiences, quote unquote, unique activities we can do together, led by a world of hosts. You click on that link and you go to 
farm to table from the Mediterranean from $17 a person for one and a half hours or family baking experience uh, in the United States from $20 a person for one hour. Ukraine, explore card magic. It's a, it's an interesting model and I'm, I'm, I'm curious how it turns out for them because it's a dot com. So pulling any kind of relevant data is always difficult, but I think that's a pretty unique uh, take from a company that was looking down the barrel of a very short shotgun at what they had to offer. And I was very surprised. I was in the middle of a four city tour when mm. uh, everything got canceled. Mm. And um, I was uh, frankly, delightfully surprised that Airbnb rep, uh, refunded 100% of my money. I was braced for um, a, a virtual company trying to hold, you know, like um, um, WeWork, you know, that they would try mm. to hold on to every penny that they'd come in and not have to pay it back out. Mm. But they so, did, they refunded it immediately? Yep. Good on them. Yes, sir. Um, when I wrote and told them why I had why I had to cancel and what the reason was, uh, to my surprise, there was a 100% credit in my um, on my credit card within the week. That's fantastic. And Just... so, what I'm seeing on their website right now mm -hmm. is that culture. What you're seeing is a company that's looking at the question of uh, not how do we take every penny and go public and survive as what we were, but what's going to work? Okay. They don't know if this, this is. They don't know if this is going to work. But they're willing any to take more, a shot. Yeah. Any more than you know, it's, it's uh, what business is uh, Starbucks in? Uh, food and beverage. Nope. Really? Yep. If you want to know food and food and beverage, you go to um, um, Panera. If you want food and beverage, um, <laughs> if you want coffee, you go to uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I'm one of the um, things that I like to point out is I've been to uh, hundreds of Dunkin' Donuts around the country, and I've yet to see a chair. Um, it's like, get your coffee and get your donut and get the heck out of our store. <laughs> uh, but Howard Schultz, in his biography, talks about what he always had in mind, which is uh, what he's building is the third place. And what he means by that is he wants to be the place where people go between one and two, after one, before two, um, uh, when they need a break, and with one being home and two being work. Hmm. And if you go to a um, Starbucks, sit in a, interesting experience. I sat in a Starbucks one day from open to close. I took that bullet for you. Thank you. You're welcome. And here's what happens. From 6 a.m. to 8.30 in the morning, it's uh, get your breakfast on the way to work. You stop off at the third place. Um, maybe some people have a little extra time. They eat their breakfast there. They check their email. And when you understand that, you understand why they have free Wi-Fi, why they have easy chairs, why they have 
why they're trying to make it. They're building heterosexual man caves. And <laughs> um, what? so from eight, 6 a.m. to 8.30, it's uh, breakfast. From 8.30 to 10, it shifts to young moms who drop the kids off at preschool or elementary school, want to catch up with their friends before the 10 o'clock uh, stretch class, yoga class, Pilates, whatever it may be. 10 to 12, it's single office, home office. Hmm. Uh, what happens is uh, people who are working out of their homes, real estate brokers, uh, insurance executives, uh, small, uh, small attorneys, some cases attorneys, uh, designers, whatever, they meet with their clients. They come in either to work by themselves or to have a client meeting. I'll meet you at Starbucks. And so they do the meeting from 12 to two. There's a little bit of a lunch bump. At two o'clock, it switches to um, committee meetings. So before the kids, before everybody has to pick everybody up from school, the PTA meeting, the church meeting, the, the breakout sub, subcommittee of the whatever meeting, and these groups come and they meet in, in the afternoon. And then school gets out and there is some high school and college traffic in some of the locations. Mm -hmm. And at 6 p.m., uh, business falls off a cliff. Because people have, uh, they have done whatever it is they're gonna do during the day. They are back at either location number one or no location number two. And uh, the third place is not on their list. But I'll tell you something, Howard Schultz, and Starbucks will solve that problem hmm. in, the, in the same way that uh, McDonald's used to be a lunch business. And they hmm. solved it. They, it didn't, they didn't get it right the first time, hmm. but now they've got McCafes and now they got the $1 coffees and now they've got a strong breakfast business. They got a they've got salads, they've got a strong lunch business. Now they've got the convenience of grabbing some food to take home for the family so you don't have to cook. So in the same way, Starbucks will solve the sixth clothes problem. For more about Steve and PS Insights, head over to www.psinsights.com. And for more links and what we discussed here, head over to www.drinkingwithcreatives.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and download on whatever is your most favorite listening platform. I hope you enjoy the show and I'll see you next time.